you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, you forgot our uh, fifth member of the show. All these hats! Oh! Oh. The Around the NFL Podcast has ball control issues. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast uh, presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis, joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Act natural. There's a photographer in the room. Once again, I just feel insanely nervous. I don't know how to <laughs> proceed or what to do with myself. Um, I'm sorry, your name again? Shyla is in the room. She's taking photos of us all. Uh, it's supposed to be for some type of promotional, maybe something that gets sent out uh, to iTunes or something. I don't know. The only thing we, we should do is not be caught up in the moment of the, the flickering camera. I'm just staring into your eyes, Dan, and trying to track what's happening here. Well, the only reason she's even back here, they already did this once, but some of the folks <laughs> in the true. room <laughs> some of the folks in the room didn't think uh, they looked good That's enough true. in these photos. Well, it wasn't, wasn't it, it was it not the photographer's either, fault at all. Yeah. It was, it was, I was told also that when you do these promotions, so it was me, and I, when you do these <laughs> promotional things, that you want to get a, a wide, diverse selection sure. of photos. And I looked at the other ones and I thought it's the the photos were crisp. They were taken professionally. I was you not excited show? about the the subject matter um, at all. And it I was, had someone. Yeah, but here's was, the thing: at least we someone can't, else agreed we can't change me. the subject matter. Like there's only so so high. Well, it we was. Can we get. were also. We, it just happened one day. It was like I remember. I think it was in some As like hideous went, flannel shirt or something. There was an there. email I sent. Hey, we good with these? This, you know. And then Mark responded, hey, let's pump the brakes here. We need a full reshoot. And then literally eight seconds later, Wes is like, absolutely. Listen. Reshoot. This is the – that was like for eight seconds of this entire podcast was I a diva about anything like that. 
I am in like four, third place at least on that third on that place. ranking on the diva chart. <laughs> at least the, a deep third place. That, that'll be next off season. I think the, the off season diva ranking. I think Wes's there. exact reply was, "I second everything Mark said." So but you were not happy either. Then. We're the kissing cousins. I just second everything Mark said. I just I couldn't agree more with what his opinion of my opinion. Um, so here we are again, and apologies to the entire photography team at NFL <laughs> Media for going through this dog and pony show again. Um, big show news. You already know we're going to England next month. Very exciting. It is officially next month now. Oh, my God. It's one month from today. Oh. I don't know. September 2nd to the 10th. I had someone reach out and say that we never said the exact date. So that's it, it. Sunday to Monday. We are traveling the 1st of September. We're, it takes a long time. You know, old Daddy Zeuser, not somebody known for international travel. At all. Love it here. I love this hard land. You have to get a passport. <laughs> called America. Maybe you had one. I'm, wor- I'm working on the passport <laughs> right now. Um, and I've never traveled this far. It's a 5,500-mile journey from Los Angeles to Heathrow Airport. Uh, so a little consternation on my end about that? A little bit. Am I thrilled to be sitting in a, uh, a metal tube for that long, leaving my homeland? A little bit. All I would tell you is that we've flown some flights on some airplanes that probably were produced in like 1962. <laughs> we've gotten on these. Dan and I have a knack for this. The, these are, If it's what it's been when Greg and I went, you are going to be treated well on these flights. All right. Okay. Free beverages, much more legroom. I mean, if there's enough beverages to shorten the flight via sleep, that would be nice. There are. Okay, I'm looking forward to it then. Uh, So, yes, that's coming up in a month. And, yes, people have reached out to us on Twitter. Again, the plan, it's going to be there a whole week. We want to do live shows. We want to do at least one meet and greet at a local pub. Uh, There's going to be the Piccadilly Circus a scenario. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff going on, so we're going to get you more details as we get them. It just hasn't happened yet. Also, uh, this is our video show, um, so if you check out starting Thursday at noon, uh, <laughs> uh, noon Eastern. Starting Thursday, yes, Greg, noon Eastern. Thank you. NFL.com slash ATN Live. You can check out uh, the segment that we're doing later today, which is um, while we're here, um, well, let me just say the other announcement is that tomorrow, Thursday, maybe while you're watching the stream of this episode, we will be at Los Angeles Rams camp. Uh, well, we're, we're going to do a whole show from Rams camp, um, and that will go up Friday, and we're going to talk to some Rams stars, um, hopefully get some big fish over in Ramsland. So that's very exciting. So that's what's coming up on Friday's show, taping tomorrow. And uh, yes, the segment on the video show that you'll be able to see is what you people don't know about teams no one is talking about. Or maybe it's just us. It's a little bit, uh, maybe a little confusing, a little convoluted. It's going to make more sense when we get to that seg today. It's the really two different titles of the segment <laughs> smashed together. We decided to do that. One note on the Rams visit. Uh, I will need a ride from you, Dan, because my car is not in my house right now. Uh, I was planning to use days. that time to have some privacy. I need a ride, too. <laughs> Wait, really? Wouldn't it be nice for us to go as a why, group? Why should we? We aren't the '76 Red Sox here. Why are we taking 25 <laughs> cabs for 25 guys? I'm, in, I'm, I'm the type of person. I'm, I'm taking my own car. I don't like. Oh, we know that cars. <laughs> if I can't, we know I mean, that. You, you have your music. Recent... What if something happens? You have to leave. It's well, like... that's fine. Then you two enjoy the Ram Show while Wes and I, carless, <laughs> remain at our houses. No, of course you boys can have a ride with me. Okay. Um, 
if you can come to the designated pickup point, which is my driveway. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so the least we could do. Okay. No, we'll figure it out. We're going to make it work. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about that. But there's some news to get to first. To do that, we check behind the glass. There she is. Hey, guys. The loose cannon. Hello, hello. Erica Tamposi. What do we know about Erica? She's uh, talented both with a camera and with the mic. And she has a infatuation with both Colleen Wolf and Danny Amendola. Uh, and also... A little the, different she's got with a sh- those two, but uh, okay. Okay. I mean, but the basically it's true, though. You have that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And our last show, you actually reached out on... Uh, text you 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 shared it with the people. Uh, hey, the guys are saying that I'm obsessed with you, Colleen. And then you got a, a no answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Have you heard still from her no yet? answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To this, today she texted our group to because it's Ooh, Emma's group. It's Ooh. Emma's birthday. Emma's happy birthday. Twenty five. Uh, the big two wow. five. Mm. Um, so she texted happy birthday Emma, and then she was like, I miss you so much. And then she said, What about that other girl? What's her name? Amelia. And then, <laughs> then Emma said Aaron. And then they kind of went back and forth. Um, so I'm gonna chop her. Nice bit. She's nice chopped. Bit. Chopped. She's <laughs> chopped. chopped. You guys should do, just do your own show. I mean, this is the way you interact. Yeah. In private. Yeah, we're thinking about it. <laughs> I won't be ignored, Colleen. All right, let's do some news. Great. Do anyone have to get him for his birthday? Uh. Yeah. It's a secret. <laughs> we, would all, we would all get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would. Is that Gronk? Feels like yeah. Gronk. He was oh, sitting there talking Bert. about Tom Brady's birthday at the at the presser, and he was like, we'd all get in trouble. Who had the or nervous laugh? That was Gronk. Wasn't that weird? Yeah, it was a little bit it's weird. pretty weird. Tom Brady, 41 years old on Friday. Let's start uh, with uh, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, who have a a real serious situation developing now with Khalil Mack, their star defender. He has not reported to training camp, as we know. Um, He is in the fifth year, or he's in the final year of his contract on that fifth-year rookie option. Base salary of $13.8 million. Uh, He wants an extension. It hasn't happened yet. The Raiders haven't come forward with a present offer, and there have been no contract discussions with Mack's agent uh, since February, uh, Rap Sheet reported. Uh, John Gruden, Wes, hasn't even met the dude since becoming <laughs> the head coach. Well, I, I'm, he probably met him during ESPN produ- pre-production meetings, but never as a head coach in the, of the Raiders. This one feels dicey. I did a triple take when I heard the news that John Gruden hadn't even really talked to Khalil Mack since, what, February? This defense was one of the worst in the league last year, and John Gruden knows it was one of the worst in the league. His personnel isn't that great. And he knows their defense has to be better, and yet there's no sign of Khalil Mack coming to camp any sign to any anytime soon. The part about Gruden not having spoken after hearing a little more about it doesn't sound out of the ordinary, that no coach would speak with a player in a, in a contract uh, holdout like that, or that that's not too abnormal. Not having any contract talks since February seems insane. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? I think we can surmise that Mack had a certain area where he let the team know what he's looking for and the Raiders had their area and they're so insanely far apart that neither side wants to make the first move and it's a crazy stare down, but it's like, get over it here. Since February, what, what, are, what are you there for? Yeah, I mean, we spent the last couple episodes talking about the Falcons in their front office and how over and over when there's hurdles, they find a way to get their best players on the field and the Raiders desperately, they're, they're a team that's top heavy where they have a couple... I'd say so-called stars in Derek Carr. We think he is, potentially. 
Khalil Mack, absolutely. But if the if you have one or two of these guys not there in September, John Gruden, the shine is going to come off real quick when suddenly that defense is on of Khalil Mack. You do wonder if there he's waiting for Aaron Donald. To, yeah, is that that's got to be that two, the stare down? That's like two two horses in the race here potentially though. And for the record, you're right. Uh, calling Derek Carr a so-called star. I'm not saying he's not. But that we've is seen up and down that seasons. That is incorrect. He is a superstar. Oh, well, I understand there's a, a, a double agenda here on our show, but I just am waiting to see what he does under Gruden this season. And just to be- Erica, by the way, can you just put together like a five-second social clip of Mark saying so-called star over... Yeah, just dragging <laughs> like, Eric Carr. And add some sort of Tamposi elements where then you show like a picture of David Carr like making a face. That will go poorly. In the corner. I can, For you. Yeah, I can smell it. <laughs> uh, and by the way, holdout gets tossed around a lot, especially with the rookies. Uh, not a holdout when you're a rookie because you haven't signed a contract, but this is a holdout, and it costs money for Khalil Mack. He's subject to a $30,000 fine each day he misses training camp. That will add up. I guess that – does that typically get wiped out or worked out? They typically yeah. – Not this time, Greg. This will be different. Can you imagine suffering a $35,000 fine? <laughs> I would be in deep water. I, I basically had to grovel to a woman outside my house who wanted to ticket my car for being parked on the street and uh, basically show my most sensitive, vulnerable side to say, basically, you can't do this to me. And it was like a $50 ticket. <laughs> she didn't write the ticket. You don't see that side from Dan often. No, I, don't, no. I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, it was a, it was a desperate moment uh, for the old Zeuser. Moving on, the Minnesota Vikings are in business. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, the Minnesota Vikings are in business with Stefan Diggs, their star wide receiver. Uh, they agreed to terms on a new contract. Tom Pelissero and Mike Garofolo reported on Tuesday. Uh, team leader announced the signing. Five-year deal worth $72 million, $81 million max, $40 million in guarantees, but not guaranteed, Greg. Um, this is a nice uh, raise uh, for a guy that, as we remember from last year's playoffs, can change the fortunes of a team with his abilities. He's a great player, and now, Greg, he's locked in. He's one of... Many young Vikings to be locked in through 2020. And it's tough to predict what's going to happen in the NFL over three years. I remember thinking the Seahawks window was wide open. And it really was for a few years when they got everyone signed. But now that's over. But the Vikings, to me, are the closest thing to that right now in the NFL. They have Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith. Adam Thielen, uh, all of these guys sign long-term. Kirk Cousins, of course. They have, like, quadruple the salary cap of any other team? They, they've done a great <laughs> job. They're like, what's not, going on like here? Like, Rick Spielman, and then I'm not, I don't want to mispronounce their salary cap guy's name. A lot of them, if you look at their deals, they're all kind of under market. So you're not going to say his name? In- Richard Hazinga, I believe Including Stefan Diggs and Thielen are, for maybe the best receiver group in the league, uh, very, very well compensated from a team perspective. I Where, think – yeah. Stefan Diggs is a perfect example of why spouting off stats will never replace watching film. Because you could make a case looking at, say, Jordan Matthews' production versus Stefan Diggs. If they're similar receivers. There's nothing similar about them. Diggs is such a much better player. He ranked first last year in Pro Football Focus's contested catch rating and in our former workmate Matt Harmon's uh, next-gen stats, tight window throws. He is making plays one-on-one down the field like no outside receiver in the NFL, and he does get hurt quite a bit. He's not the most durable guy, but he is a playmaker, and that's why he's getting paid. Rob Brzezinski. I mean, I don't know if that's correct because there's a couple different – Oh, it's not Heisinga? I was close with Richard Heisinga, and I just came up with that out of thin air. Oh, I believed you. 
Thought it was like a had a connection to Wayne maybe and just stayed in the industry. Eric Kendricks is another guy that they have signed. Like I think Anthony Barr is really the only one that you think of as kind of a core Vikings player that they're gonna let go. Daniel Hunter was another guy I didn't right. even mention. It's like they really have like about. Do you think nine they'll let good- Barr go? I do, just because I think they sort of have made their pecking order, and he seems like a guy who's going to make a lot of money, and they valued Kendricks and Diggs and all these other players, I think, ahead of him. NFL teams don't really break the bank for off-ball linebackers, and I think that's why he's not going to be one who's going to get paid by the Vikings. Uh, speaking of wide receivers in the NFC, Doug Baldwin, who is uh, Russell Wilson's favorite target in Seattle, he has been shut down. Uh, Pete Carroll revealed Tuesday Baldwin has, quote, a little bit of a sore knee. Um, he led the team in catches and yards last year, uh, but he's going to be out a, a couple of weeks, Carroll said. Um, and he also added he's going to be out a while. Uh, sounds like something a little worrisome there, Mr. Sessler. Well, I just look at their lineup of wide receivers, and if he, if for some reason it's the kind of thing that lingers on, because some of these things were these these preseason injuries where feels we're like told, it's lingering now. Right, it's already lingering, and if it goes on and on, you've got Tyler Luckett, who's great. Jerome Brown, I don't know, Brandon Marshall, I'm not even sure he makes the team. And then from there, it's projects. Yeah, this is one of the worst receiving cores in the league if Doug Baldwin's not not healthy. He, he because of how much better he is and the history he has with Russell Wilson, he's one of the most valuable receivers in football. Not just that he's a great player, which he is, but just the cliff that they fall off. You're right, David Moore, who was a seventh-round pick a year ago, has been taking some first-team snaps. Marcus Johnson, guy they got from the Eagles. I mean... How about this guy, Damarea Stringfellow? I would like to see like him a, making taking some serious snaps in September, yeah. October. Give that fellow a little bit of work. <laughs> but concerning lineup... String. It's asking a lot of Russell Wilson. I feel like they ask a lot of Russell Wilson, and I'm not... Really sure if I'm buying the like puff piece, Brian Schottenheimer and Russell Wilson. Oh. They're having like a mind meld. They're just as Russell Wilson said on an air. Hey, we're just two guys that love ball. Hey, that, that was a quote. I'm in Russ's we're just, uh, entourage. Two guys now. love ball. Russell Wilson's entourage is that still a thing? Remember he had his bros and they sit in the box at Mariners games and they all yeah. Has there ever out? I think he's like a he's a, a married man now. Like Ciara might have just said. Yeah. Got has, out. has there ever been a a feature story ostensibly that would make a player look better, <laughs> been more damaging than that entourage Russell Wilson piece? I mean, that's how I think of damaging it too. to like people like us that are snarky, <laughs> but like you know, it wasn't. He kind of came off maybe not how it was intended for him to come off. I agree with you on that. I think there's a lot of people out there that have that vibe from Russell Wilson that just like, yeah. Um, also, on the other side of the ball, another injury to keep an eye on, Deion Jordan, uh, who got his career back on track with uh, the Seahawks. He's, he's shut down right now. He had a stress reaction in his shin. Uh, also will be sidelined a while per Tom Pelissero, so keep an eye on that. They need pass rushers. Yeah, who's the, who's getting to the quarterback? The quick team? thing before we move on is Jeff Jeff Schwartz, who's a good follow on Twitter, pointed out with Doug Baldwin, whenever you have a sore knee to start training camp, like time off is not going to solve that. It's just something that you're going to have to manage during the year. Unless you get surgery, it's just going to, at some point, keep getting worse and worse. Well, it and depends what kind of knee injury it is. I think it, – it, then you get the story at the you know in February and March. I I wasn't healthy the whole right. year. Right. Next gonna, year will be different. I know it's not gonna saying. it's not gonna totally recover. Obviously, it's good to take some time off, but it's a problem. Uh, bad news for the Packers who lose a key member of their defense. Starting linebacker Jake Ryan diagnosed with a season-ending torn ACL. Rap sheet reported uh, Ryan suffered the injury during Monday's practice, carted off the field. When that happens to one of your uh, your guys this time of year, you just hope 
good news comes back. Uh, it did not work out that way. Uh, how much has this hurt the Packers, Wes? Not nearly as bad as if it was the other inside linebacker, Blake Martinez, who had a breakout year last year and stays on the field on passing downs. Jake Ryan is more of a run defender who gets lost sometimes in pass coverage. So I think they can plug another guy in there and be fine here. I think they're a very talented defense that's under the radar, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Mike Pettin does with them. I wish I had done a making the leap on them. And I think Jake Ryan, to your point, I think they have enough talent that they can overcome. I still remember watching him trying to guard David Johnson in the playoffs and just getting smoked. But he did get better last year. So, it, it, I mean, it's a bit of a loss, but it's not really like losing one of your best defensive players. Meanwhile, on the throne of sleaze, Jordan Matthews signed with the team. Uh, the Patriots uh, hoping to find a role in their wide receiver room, um, especially with Julian Edelman sidelined four weeks with suspension. Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, he is, he's injured, and uh, dealing with that injury has led to his release from the team. A significant hamstring injury is what did him in. Rapsheet reported that the Patriots are moving on, um, and uh, this is the same Matthews has had, Mark, a bit of a uh, – I mean, I wouldn't call it a wild fall from grace because he maybe never really became the guy anybody wanted to be. But he went from being a contributor with the Eagles, lost year in Buffalo. Now he's not even on a roster in August. Uh, so it's been a tough couple of years. For well, It was a couple of weeks ago that we were penciling him in for major snaps because of Julian Edelman being out and they would need him. And it, that could have led to more in New England because if you do, if you if you produce, Belichick might keep you around and, and unleash you at various weeks. I mean, Eric Decker was in there yesterday. They, We were saying before the show, they have a weird wide receiver room right now. It's it's an unusual group of people that you would imagine would be on New England's roster. I right mean, now. it's only the first week of August, but right now, Philip Dorsett and Corderell Patterson would probably be their number two and three Whoa. receivers. Malcolm Mitchell has been hurt. Kenny Britt's been hurt. Julian Edelman's not going to be back. Why are we dragging this out? When Eric Decker just signed with the team, fulfill your destiny and go 60. Remember, Josh McDaniels drafted Eric Decker in Denver, so. He would replace Danny Amendola as kind of like the hot guy, hot receiver. Well, hot white guy. What do you think about that, Erica? Uh, Decker's not a bad-looking bro. Yeah, but you, I'm, I'm still sore. You know, it still hurts that, that Danny's gone. So oh. I can't – I can't I – can't, I can't. Rarely does an obsessed fan, though, have a chance to, like, openly FaceTime with their hero, as you did with him. You're right. You're right. Famously, Danny Amendola answered FaceTime with his shirt off. Are you okay, Erica? I'm not well, okay. She's sore. We just want to have a professional professional workplace environment. Okay. Uh, in other news, Colts offensive lineman Jack Meort announced his retirement. How do you pronounce it? Meort. <laughs> no. Meort. What? No. Meort? I think it's Muhort. No, 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 no. That's incorrect. No, no. <laughs> Muhort. The W is basically silent. Okay. I have that on authority. Two sources, but um, Jack Muhort announced his retirement Stop. today <laughs> at the age of 26. Uh, just four seasons in the league. Uh, he has been a uh, second-round pick in 2014, but injuries have really uh, took their toll, limited to just 15 games in the last two seasons. Uh, so uh, still, this came as a surprise uh, Greg Rosenthal. It does. It, it's just a shame. I mean, he was ranked by PFF as a top 15 guard uh, at, in his second year in the league. He was kind of known in the Colts facility as you know one of the hardest workers, one of the most liked guys. It was Frank Gore's best best friend on the team, and then suddenly your your career's over at 26. It's a tough tough business, tough bracket. Is he is it his his best friend left? Did that impact this? 
I wouldn't think so. He mentioned, you know, the the devastating. Very serious answer to a ridiculous question. Lose your favorite person. I mean, I think it was, you know, the life-changing knee injuries he keeps suffering. Possibly. This feels like he came to camp, and after overcoming knee injuries, and maybe they're still a problem, he probably looked at the writing on the wall and said, I'm not going to win the starting job. Because they are a lot deeper. Yeah, that's true. They've got Braden Smith, their second rounder, Quentin Nelson, their first rounder. They signed Matt Slauson, who has started for the Bears and Chargers over the last couple of years. This is a much, much deeper offensive line than it's been. Wes has got the Colts fever this year. Oh, I'm got feeling it. it. I feel it doesn't like take it. much for me to get Colts fever. Um, the glass half. <laughs> it did last year. No, they were terrible last year, but they also didn't have Andrew Luck. The glass half empty view on that pronunciation gaffe uh, is that, hey, you should know that. You should have known it. You should have said it right. You could be right. The glass half full? Don't need to know it anymore. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, happy trails, Jack. Uh, Johnny, Monz- Johnny Man- Manziel. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Don't Manziel. need to know this either. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, uh, his comeback tour, which is, you know, been off to a sputtering start up north. Uh, he was traded, as we know, from the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I believe. Correct. To the Montreal Alouettes. Alouette. And uh, he will start on Friday against his former team, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which, by the way, is hyphenated. Is that a revenge game? Oh, yeah. That's a revenge oh, game. Oh, please. Big time. Um, if, you, if we ever play the one-word game again, Mark, which you probably won't, uh, you could use Tiger Cats if it's in connection to the CFL team. Might have to. Just a heads up. Anyway. Or Alouette. Or Alouette. Or that word. So, Manziel, Alouettes are one of the worst teams in that league. Uh, so he's going to get a chance to play. We'll see what happens, and he needs to turn some heads to find his way back to the NFL. Still a far way off there. It's a, it's such a fun subplot. Last week when he was the backup, the, the starter for the Alouettes was like r- clearly annoyed about Manziel's presence and would refuse to answer any questions about Johnny <laughs> Manziel it. after the game and was just like really angry about it. Now he's benched. It's like every team he's been on, basically. Yeah, it's good stuff. La Ravino. I would say this. Tomorrow night is the Hall of Fame game. Friday night is this game. This game has more going on right now yeah. than the Hall of Fame game. Come on. But the overall... <laughs> I'm going to watch this. The overall picture is football is back. <laughs> Okay. It sure is. <laughs> Get excited. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Hall of Fame game in a bit. Uh, that's what's happening in the news. Ah, oh, Jules Souvide makes it easy to cook an incredible dinner that everyone will love any night of the week, whether you're making chicken, seafood, veggies, eggs, practically anything. Uh, Jules Souvide makes it better than a restaurant. Uh, Jules makes it easy to batch cook healthy food at home, and food comes out perfect every time. There's zero guesswork. And this is important, Wes. There's zero guesswork. So food is never under or overcooked. I mean, you could be a total idiot. You could be a moron. It's idiot-proof. It's idiot-proof. And I know a lot of you bachelors out there, and I know our demographic is the 18 to 34 male, coveted demo that we're nailing, knocking out of the park, Greg. Am I right? Um, a lot of a lot of us fellas back in the – you know, I'm not longer in that demographic, but when I was 18 to 34, you're not wiped up maybe. You don't really know how wiped to cook. Wiped up. You know, it's just like one of those things. I'm on their site or something related to their site, and it says perfect custard every time. I know a lot of – I know that's a huge food uh, in the Bachelor set when you cook up a little custard, right? You know, and for 
<laughs> for our lady listeners out there, we see. I you. would call myself a we loser. Recognize you too. And <laughs> what was that, Mark? I would That'll call be, myself a loser. That will be fine from you, Erica. Thank you. We love our ladies' demographic: eighteen to thirty-four, zero to seventeen, uh, thirty-four to hundred. Everybody. Love them all. That's what I'm saying. It's like zero a late period Michael Jackson song. Well, I don't think zero to seven. It's not a huge population. <laughs> Baking is harder than cooking. Speaking of custards. Anyway, but with... This guy just made a 36-ingredient sauce. I don't, baking might be harder, but it's it's like... there's it's, no. It's harder to get good results there's from There's not baking. as much art to it. Right. You know, I, how I, you I agree. It's about. harder to get good, consistent results in this baking. This spot is getting more... Mm. Juice than they ever anticipated. Cooking, no grilling, it's not a science. It's an art. Absolutely. But that's not the tagline of Jules Suvide. It is, um, what is it? They can borrow it. Oh, Jewel, <laughs> perfect food every time. Uh, anyway, get yours. Visit chefsteps.com slash Jewel and use code around to get $15 off for a limited time. That's chefsteps.com slash <laughs> J-O-U-L-E, code around. Again, Jewel, perfect food every time. Do it. Took a long time. Oh, also, wedding season is upon us. And when you're bringing a date, you want to look fresh. That's where the blacktux.com comes in. It lets you rent awesome suits. This is a good idea. Awesome suits and tuxedos and all styles online. With the black tux, you could take your style to the next level. Maybe we should all show up to Rams camp in black tuxes. It's like 98 degrees out. I know, but or my wedding. It look hot. Ooh, wedding season next year. <laughs> uh, anyway, take your style to the next level in funky, cool options like the Emerald Shawl Tuxedo and blow it out for your mm. big one-time event. Uh, and with free home try-on, you can feel the quality and see the fit months before your event. Uh, shipping is even free both ways because you're going to get the product and then you got to send it back. To get your $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash around. That's theblacktux.com slash around for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux Premium. 20 bucks. That's not – sometimes it's 5% off or something. That's not bad. All right. I don't know how much the tux costs, but – All right. Let's get on with it. <laughs> you want that emerald shawl, you're going to need that 20 bucks off. Yeah, just, just shot down Mark's ad lib there. Jeez. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Here we go. It is time. Listen, sometimes we get in rhythms on the show and we will find there will be certain teams, a handful of teams, a big handful of teams, but not the entire league. We'll get interested in certain teams and we'll find ourselves going back to those teams over and over again. Um, so what we want to do here at the segment today is – really dig into some teams we, we haven't been talking about as much on the podcast lately. Uh, and that led us to today's segment entitled, What You People Don't Know About Teams No One Is Talking About. Or maybe it's just us. There you go. So that's today's seg. <laughs> what do you think about that, Mark? Um, I like it. I think, you know, when we were producing this segment, it clearly uh, was the result of two distinct ideas kind of being smushed into one idea. And why not have two ideas instead of one well, when you do a segment? Teams, the main idea, teams, no one that right. we haven't been talking about. So let's give them some love. It's a Frankenstein monster of sorts. You're to right, some Mark. degree. Um, it's also a way to get like training camp whispers 
out there to the people. Which is a third segment. So now right. we have Which essentially like three baked segments. Baked into it in an unspoken way, but certainly baked in. All right, so here's, here's the rule of this particular seg. Um, the teams that we have been talking about, we got together and we figured out what teams have we been hitting on uh, quite a bit during this offseason and throughout the summer. So what we have is a blacklist. And let me start um, by reading off the teams that are on the blacklist. And if you're on the blacklist, you cannot come up from this point onward in the show in any way, shape, or form. Here is the blacklist in alphabetical alphabetical order, so don't get... Wait, so are some teams that are on the blacklist, are there hats in front of we them? we got to lose the hats. Watching on the video show? we got to lose the hats if they're on here as well. So we'll, can, we'll it, take it off the can list. Can we have someone, yeah, come in and take the hat oh, yeah, while, someone that while can, we're listening? Yeah, we have an intern. Okay. Cam, get in there. Get, get the intern in here. <laughs> Cam, you got to stay out of the shot, though. So just if you can get Crawl, low. Crawl, please. And if you see the hats as we tick them off the name of the blacklist, just, just toss them. Come on in. Hurry up, Cam. Certain to make our sponsor happy. And do you guys need a coffee after or anything? <laughs> no. Uh, Eric, you're really taking advantage. All right, there's Cam. Hey, what's up, buddy? Um, all right, here we go. Here's the team, the blacklist. And again, this is the blacklist. This is, Mark, alphabetical, so don't get upset that a certain team from Cleveland comes up first. Don't read into it. Don't get into your feelings. I will keep a handle on it. Browns. You're done. They go. Cam, you go. Chargers. Gone. We're the only place in America that talks about the Chargers too much. Cowboys. Eagles. Giants. (laughs) Jets. Patriots. Let me handle that one. Whoa. Whoa, Cam almost left. Raiders. Rams. Ravens. Seahawks. Steelers. So there you go. That's the uh, Cam. Thank you, bro. They go. You're the man. Uh, you, we will not bring up any of those teams, not even a reference, not an offhanded reference, not allowed. In fact, there will be a penalty issued mm. uh, to anyone, and that's Black where... Blacklist team mentioned. Blacklist team mentioned. Blacklist team mentioned. Uh, what Blacklist I'm holding in my hand, mentioned. and you again, if you can watch this on the video show, is our segment Sinjar. I'm going to put it right here. It's sitting right between Wes and I, right in the center of the table. Anybody that brings up any of those forbidden teams... You got to drop some money. It's one of those luxurious NFL media vases that we pulled from somewhere in the building. (laughs) Uh, So if if you make uh, and Eric, I'm going to have to ask you to help with this. The tracking, if one of the forbidden blacklist teams come up, hit the hit the siren. And then I hope everybody brought money because this is not a Venmo scenario. You put a credit card in there if you have to. Uh, so let's get into it now. So with those teams eliminated, we each picked two of the remaining teams. I believe we had about uh, 20 or so teams to choose from. Um, and let's start with Mark Sessler. Uh, what team did you choose? I went with the Lions. Okay, so now... I feel like we almost never talk about the Lions other than to casually dismiss them. Right, or to laugh about the Amir Abdullah projections. Isn't that their about. function in life, to be casually dismissed? It has like, been. Week 14, we'll call up Patrick and be like... So how's it it's, feel for another season? To- it has been, and I think my my big issue with them is that they've been, in a word, boring for so long. But after years of Detroit being dangerously ultra dull, what you hobby horse people don't know Ooh, hit us with that. is this will be one of the most improved teams in the league in the category of going from a snooze fest to a watchable week-to-week offering. For me, it starts with Matt Patricia. I think Matthew Stafford, we've seen him on NFL Network a couple times. 
He's trimmed down. He looks fantastic. He's coming off a good season. I think he's going to produce his best season. They've got three good receivers, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay. Ziggy Ansah is my one. I like him, but I, my concern in general is the defense and the pass rush. I see that they have to score a lot of points. But they finally have a deep backfield forever. They annoyed me for so long because they put so much pressure on Matthew Stafford in the passing game to come back because even if they build a lead, they lose it, and they have to rely on the passing game to get back there. Now you've got LeGarry Blunt, our boy. You've got Abdullah. We'll see what he can do. And carry on Johnson. And the offensive line, they've Wait. finally got a good offensive line. I like this team. I my one point I make where where am I supposed to see that the backfield is going to be so much improved? Like uh, I think you've like got Gary different Blunt, types outside of, New England. Amir Abdullah, Carry on Johnson. I think Carry on Johnson. Right. Carry on Johnson. Maybe that he's the guy. Oh, 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 damn. oh, Dan. oh see, I baited Dan into that. Out. To your pockets. I brought I brought money. Empty Put a couple twenties in there. Empty your pockets. Empty your pockets. <laughs> All right, I apologize. I so yeah, I it's good maybe for, it's maybe good for it's the better. show though. Yeah, good for the show. Maybe it's better. I think that Matthew Stafford has become one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch, and his movement inside and outside the pocket to get away from pressure is at as high a level as any quarterback in the game. I I think what people out there don't know that you hit on was how good the offensive line could finally. Be. I think that could be kind of what they become known for. And if you have a great offensive line with Ragnow at, at left guard and if they're healthier and Taylor Decker and TJ Lang, Ricky, Wagner, like that's a great strong group and they're protecting for Stafford in the middle of his prime with three great receivers. I'm, I don't really care about the running game that much. I think they'll figure it out. I think it'll end up being close enough to average. If you can protect and you have a passing game that good, like the Patriots, the running game can take care of Oh, oh hit him again. Wow, not a good job. Um, Belichick's squad hitting everybody. Um, isn't that a mention itself? No, it's not. Empty your pockets. There you go. Um, so, Matt Stafford, interesting when you, when you think, spin forward into making predictions uh, for seasonal awards. He's been great post-Jim Bob Cooter. If he's truly at his apex as a quarterback and we like everything around him, the line's better than ever. ever. I wonder a sneaky MVP candidate. Mm. All right. You're up, Wes. What you clowns don't know about the San Francisco 49ers is there is reason to be excited beyond Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan when it comes to this offense. Down the stretch last year when they were playing so well and specifically – and the route of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I came away thinking Matt Breda is better than Carlos Hyde. Mm. He's more of a playmaker than Carlos Hyde. And for all the money they paid to Jarek McKinnon, do not be surprised if Matt Breda, by the end of the season, outproduces Jarek McKinnon. This guy is a good player. He's a playmaker. Austin Pettis, their second-round rookie, looks like one of those guys who is going to make a big impact right off the bat because he's a return, a dynamic return guy. And he's getting snaps in the slot this year. Their offensive line is much much improved. Pierre Garcon is healthy. I, I don't think the 49ers are like some fluke that just got hot in December. I think this offense has has a you lot of potential. Have concerns about the defensive side of the ball. Yes, there are. To me, what I and I wrote about this in my mailbag today. He Garoppolo is going to have to be as good as we all think he can be. I think because the NFC is so loaded, it's going to be – they're going to have to really have something super special in Garoppolo, and maybe they do. 
Because the defense, they don't really get to the quarterback. They have the issues with Reuben Foster. Richard Sherman's like the centerpiece of that secondary now, and is he the same player? There's a lot of question marks on that side. Of the they line. have some pieces on defense, though. It's not it's not some of these teams that we don't talk about. Not totally barren, but I, they statistically were not a good defense last year. We also, I don't think we know yet who Robert Sala is as a defensive coordinator. He's not Vic Fangio, but what is Fangio. Is he an asset? Is he a liability? I saw I Steve we Weiss downstairs last week, and he pointed out that their defensive coordinator is a secret huge asset in San Francisco. Well, it, we'll did, it didn't show up last year on the field. I mean, I think he's trying to bring a lot of the same principles that the Seahawks uh, have done on defense. And they are really high on Akello Weatherspoon yes. and Kawan Williams, these two young cornerbacks that are with Richard Sherman. I, I have to just trust them on that, I guess, or just wait. Sherman and see loves weather because they're those two guys, and really that secondary with Sherman, as Dan mentioned, is an X factor because on paper it doesn't look too good, and they got they got they got beat down last year pretty often. Um, I'll just throw it out there: over under 49ers victories nine and a half. Where does everybody come down? I take the under. I, I think nine and seven is a successful season for I them. Agree. I still feel like they're building. They're not yet like contending if you look that would be a success I'm gonna say under and I'm gonna say I don't see any team more overrated in the entire NFL when you look at the odds like in the desert looking into the season like the odds to win the division or the Super Bowl or anything the 49ers to me are the most overrated like it's what you've People done for me lately them. they're right. they're already in the playoffs they're, they're like one of the playoff teams well they went into insane. the offseason as the buzziest thing in the entire NFC that did not make the playoffs and everyone wants to assume because Jimmy Garoppolo was a nearly flawed that you're going to unfurl some sort of 14 and two season, they're going to encounter problems, and they're in a they're in a conference that in the AFC would probably have three extra teams make the playoffs. Yeah, they're in a loaded, top heavy NFC. Um, all right, um, what you bozos fail to realize <laughs> is that the Denver Broncos may be closer to picking in the top five next April than getting back to the playoffs. Oh, you guys don't see it. It's a hot take. Tell us how you see it. <laughs> um, l- listen, I know, uh, you know, John Elway is a great guy. He's an amazing uh, guy. He's a little Been bit on your radar for big. roughly three years. But. Um, I just thought there was a bit of a rush to uh, crown him once more as a guy that has everything figured out in the draft. And perhaps that draft with Chubb at the top and uh, and, and some of the defensive pieces they added will allow that team to kind of regain its dominant edge on the defensive side of the ball. And from where I stand, it's like, if that doesn't happen, if he suddenly, because this guy hasn't been a good talent scout or a drafter of talent for several years now, post-Super Bowl win, if that, if that, if that doesn't change and he doesn't hit some home runs, why, why do we think the Broncos are going to score points? Why do we think they're suddenly going to uh, turn back into this uh, d- defensive juggernaut that wins games. Case Keenum, the more I think about that signing, the more I just – I don't like it. I mean, that maybe last year with what he did in Minnesota, transfer is over, but I'd be much more uh, surprised or it'd be, I'd be less surprised if he turns into the old Case Keenum because now he's surrounded by the type of talent maybe that he was and all the other stops. What if you get Rams Case Keenum is what I'm saying. Well, but maybe there's a couple X factors here. What you're, you're well, let me, just, let me okay. just say a couple other things here. Because, and Blacklist if, team mansion. Blacklist team mansion. Rams. 
All right. Oh, technicality. What if you you said what if you get Rams? Case Keenum. I'm referring to the player. It's fine. No, that's, that's how this game works. I got banged a little bit there. Let's be honest. You banged yourself. Um, uh, anyway, love it. Mark's loving this. What, what if we get? What if we get the old case? And who's on the bench? Paxton Lynch and Chad Kelly. Those are the options, the fallback options. The offensive line was bad last year. He had an awesome offensive line, Keenum, uh, uh, last season. What if that line's no good? What if uh, Royce Freeman isn't an upgrade on C.J. Anderson? I just think there's a, a path that you can go down in Denver that is very dark, the darkest timeline, 4-12. and 12. Vance Joseph, who impressed no one, it sounds like, last year. He gets cleaned out, and suddenly Elway is, uh, is uh, GMing for his life this time uh, next spring. I think it's a couple factors, because we just talked earlier in the show about the Vikings being this NFC team that are so stocked on offense that you can see that it obviously helped Case Keenum. I think he grew as a quarterback, too, but you need Cortland Sutherland to produce as a rookie. You have the same two wide receivers there that you've had forever in Sanders and Thomas. That it's one of these backfields where it's totally wide open because there's no clear number one back, and the offensive line has issues on the right side. 52 sacks allowed last year, and there were not major upgrades brought in. I, I don't worry about the defense at all, but you're right about the offense. How many offenses around the league do you not know who's going to be the starting running back, the starting slot receiver, the starting tight end? Jake Butt, baby. We don't know if he's going to start. Right. You don't, don't know. know how your quarterback's going to be coming over from a different team. You don't know how your right tackle's going to be after he was benched for a different team last year. The flip side is they had one of the worst record in one-score games last year. They really weren't that bad of a team a year ago. Uh, they do have weapons for, you know, they have a very good wide receiver group, I think, for Case Keenum, at least at, as the starters. I think what you guys both hit upon, though, is absolutely right, which is John Elway needs this draft class to produce almost more pressure on this draft class to produce. And I would throw in Deshaun Hamilton along with Cortland Sutton at um, wide receiver, who a lot of people really like. And Royce Freeman and really throughout the draft, people are talking up how they've looked early in camp. But there's more pressure on them to get production from rookies than just about any team. And you don't want that. And you especially don't want that if your GM has been one of the very worst GMs at picking rookies for the last five years. So it's a tough spot for Johnny. I I don't think they have an exceedingly high ceiling. I think the ceiling, honestly, to me, is nine or ten wins in the floor. I think it could be like four wins. There's always a team around this time of year that you maybe go against the grain and call out. and Usually doesn't work no, out. No, I would say actually your track record is on point with that. Why do you think he's allowed in the lab? I'm down here. Not always nice. They're not a team, though, people, they're upstairs. not a team people think are going to the playoffs. The Chief, people are going to pick the Chiefs and the Chargers. In this but you do hear like, oh, listen, they, you never know with the Denver. Yes. They could be right back there. Hey, you know. hey. What's going on with the side of the table over here? I just got money to burn. We're the only team in the league that speaks about that uh, that LA team too much. All right, you're you're up. Empty your pockets. I'm going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and what you. Bozos don't know. I said that. Already. Go back to Bozos. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> that should be another dollar. We've heard that before. <laughs> is that they have an identity? That's five dollars. That they have an exciting identity, and 
that they're a team that we've ignored for so long. And for whatever reason, the whole Matt LaFleur experience going over to Tennessee has not been a topic. This is going to be an offense that looks totally different. Taewon Taylor, who might be Evan Silva, the GOATs, uh, you know, favorite young player in the league right now. Taewon Taylor playing a lot on the outside. Corey Davis has been lighting up training camp. That is an exciting young wide receiver group that that they are looking forward to seeing. Rashard Matthews hasn't been healthy, but those two guys, and then you have Derrick Henry, who's now up to 250-something pounds, like looking like he's all muscle, looking like the cover of Twins when he's sitting next to Deion Lewis. I'm excited to see what a team does with two (laughs) cool young receivers, Two twins ref fun uh, running backs <laughs> and two tight ends in Delaney Walker and Jonu Smith. And I also think this defense, which gets Dean Pease out of his one day retirement in Baltimore, is going to have more of an identity, too, with Mike Vrabel. And it's a, it starts in the secondary. And everyone that's been down in Tennessee has said that Malcolm Butler has been kind of the leader on that defense and the secondary has been awesome. What are you looking at? What, have you said it? You mentioned that, that team that we, we visit the nest every that so often. Dimension. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> During our production <laughs> meeting, by the way, I was too Greg, Greg referenced... And I haven't thought about it since. During our production meeting, Greg referenced a past game where we had this same dynamic and sat there in his swivel chair telling us how he dominated that game by never referencing... true. It's like you're getting crushed here. And then this time, I, I haven't thought once about the game except for when that... By the way, Greg just got change out of the sin jar. Just so everybody knows. We have a Chris uh, that doesn't work. Devil's advocate on this identity thing. Yeah. The anointing oils are out awfully soon for a team whose number one problem last year was they had no identity. They want to have an identity as a running game with a great offensive line, but you're giving them a lot of credit by saying they do have that identity. I think I think they'll have I think these young playmakers are an identity and hopefully that Lafleur is the guy who can bring it out, and I do think the secondary is an identity. Like I do think it a, is. Adoree, I think it will be. Adoree Jackson was for and, Seattle, and Malcolm Butler and Logan Ryan. Those are like three guys that you can go to war with. And Kevin Byard. There aren't many secondaries that are better than that. Kind of nasty. Gonna play well, play after play. I think it gives them. Some I think that there might be just a little bit in the wait and see category of people that it was two seasons ago that Exotic Smash Mouth was this heavily yeah. sold identity, and it worked to some degree. And then last year, they switched away from that identity to essentially no identity. Mariotto's you know. been in this Wizenhunt slash Malarkey offense, which had, didn't really change when they changed coaches. It was always kind of Malarkey for his whole career. Oh, it was Malarkey. Already. So, so I'm excited to see a non-Malarkey attack. And if, it, if the offense of scheme, uh, if he struggles in the scheme, you can't blame it on the scheme, he might enter the uh, Ryan Tannehill-like. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Zone area. That'd be disappointing after... Because he's been around a while now. There's just times when he looks so good, but... All right, one more time around the horn, Mark. You're up. Is this such a good time to check the sink on these podcast bozos? (laughs) See, we've been called this before. All right, a couple seasons ago, the Redskins fielded a Kirk Cousins-led offense that became one of my favorite to watch on Game Pass. Not all season long, but it would pop up in spurts, and I, I remember that. you'd see the potential. You loved them. I loved it. Kissing Cousins. That's where it was born. That's where born it was born. That's that. right. Yes. What you lower that mezzanine... Wants, uh, tongue, <laughs> tongue down, Kirk Cousins. Though. What you lower mezzanine level people don't know. Lower, well, that's good to be in the lower mezzanine. That's true. You're closer to the field. <laughs> but mezzanine isn't always for a stadium. You're not, yeah, you're in, still in the mezzanine. It's one of these vast stadiums where you've got giant yeah. poles in front of you. So you're saying like you a know. good but not great. I did not nail the insult. A it lot of the new been... stadiums also don't have the support poles 
that used to cause a sightline. What you nosebleeders don't know <laughs> there it is. is that this year's <laughs> offense will be a top 10 berserker. Ooh. Number one, I don't think you can say that you get incredibly worse with Alex Smith because Alex Smith, I think, can maintain what happened at quarterback and wow. maybe even improve on it. We don't what know. a 180 on uh, Alex Smith you're, you're well, taking I, right now. It's not because of Alex Smith alone. Alex Smith never goes anywhere and makes a team worse. If anything, they they become if they were a playoff team, they stay a playoff team. But I love I do like their wide receiver group. I think Jamison Crowder, Josh Dotson, Paul Richardson added, Darius Geis, Chris Thompson in the backfield. I think there's potential and there's parts in place here to take it to teams a couple times. I'm not saying a Super Bowl team, but fun to watch. Maybe a team that has issues on defense too a little bit, but they're going to have a couple big, Top big streaks offense. on offense. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a sandwich prop maybe a few I'm, weeks from now. I'm with you. Health is the... I got Greg on my side. Health is the big caveat. Health is. Because they, it, they were ruined, decimated by injuries last year. And a guy like Josh Doxson, I'm starting to wonder if he's ever going to stay. Well, he in fact, he was hurt today, although it doesn't sound the that offen- serious. The but. offensive line killed them last year. I know the running backs weren't Jordan inspiring, Reed, but there's a Jordan reason. Reed's the best player on their offense. Right. And, and he was Trent, out most I almost struggle to mention him, though, because we all know he's there. Actually, but secondly, he's almost... Oh, like Trent Williams, I would say. Trent Williams is the best. Yeah. He was yep. gone. So they... they they had a lot of players hurt. And I, I think like of uh, the Gruden thing, the, the, uh, this, I think he's, you could say maybe he's around. Why is he still there? I think he's actually done a good job on the whole as a coach. He's the longest tenured coach in the Dan Snyder era, which is insane. That's crazy. It says a lot about Dan Snyder. If the Redskins finish in the top 10 in offense, they will have made an, a tremendous personnel decision to let Kirk Cousins walk. Yeah. So you go. No. From, I don't think it's because well, Kirk Cousins is not healthy last year. Like, they could have easily been top ten last. You're saying not to well, pay my that point money. Is you're not paying superstar money for Kirk Cousins if you can get the same thing at lesser money for Alex Smith. All right, that's fair. Put that. Put those resources elsewhere. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Wes. Uh, all right, like that was pretty good hot take, Mark. I like that one. Thank you. All right, Wes, you're up. <laughs> what you chuckleheads? Oh, that hurts. Don't know is that this year's Cincinnati Bengals are closer to the two. 2015 squad that John Harbaugh and Hall of Famer Bill Pullian raved about as the strongest roster in the NFL. Whoa. And last year's squad that entered a season knowing that their offensive line couldn't block anyone. Mm. And one of the big reasons is that this team drafted really poorly 2014, 15, 16. Last year's draft, they're going to see John Ross and Joe Mixon play really well this year. What is the first thing you guys think of when you hear the word John, the words John Ross? Bust. Injury. Yeah, oh, like last season's hype bunny. The that, fastest that, ever time at the Combine. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Before last season, too. yeah, I would have said yeah. fast as hell. I think that might actually hurt him to be known for that because this guy was a – there was a reason why he was a top 10 draft pick. Not like 32nd overall. A top 10 draft pick because he's a complete wide receiver. He's a really good football player, not just a speed demon. And he has been the talk of Bengals camp. Mm. Nobody can cover him. His double move is lethal. And you're going to see that a talent like that opens up the entire offense, just like Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham open up the Giants Black offense. Dimension. Get out your wallet. Big blue. Empty your pockets. We're not allowed to talk about the Giants? They're not on the list. Oh, yes, they they are. are. Oh, yeah. We we over-talk about them about as much as anyone. The Giants? Well, um, come on. They're quarterback alone. He just keeps saying it. That's double. 
Plug into Get the, out of here. the blacklist. This has been. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't even think they're on that. Blacklist. At various points, this has kind of been the debate Eli Manning's <laughs> legacy podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, Tyler Eifert, by the way, has a mullet right now. He's also. That may alone that? negate Wes's entire argument. Healthy Tyler Eifert, huge question mark. Healthy John Ross, A.J. Green, maybe you get 2050 Andy Dalton. I get it. Do they have 2015 had exclamation points. This roster has question marks. I think Terrell Co- Austin as their coordinator is it, was a nice move after uh, losing Paul Gunther. I'm, I'm with Wes. I think the Cordy Glenn trade salvaged what would be another disaster up front because their offensive line outside of – the right side has some issues. I'm they not have, totally sold on. They have Fisher. a first round center, who you know was I believe the the best center in college football. Most people said last year they've got a really good guard. They do have some issues on the right side of the line. Who did You're they right. lose uh, Paul Gunther to? Great. The Raiders. Oh, I got you, Wes. I was trying to I got you. I was just fishing. I knew where you were. I got you. I got you. That's okay. You already threw your five in. Yeah, I'm playing with house money here. Give me a break. Wes has two. So a lot of pressure here on Mark to get in clean. I feel literally no pressure. Uh, All right. It's the opposite of pressure. Let's move on, and I will say what you snowflakes don't realize. Is that the Texans need a lot to go right? Probably too much to be taken seriously as a legit would-be Patriots slayer. Oh, that's another. Blacklist team mansion. Oh, wow! I mean, that's coming off your script. Blacklist team mansion. I know. Bad job by me. What can I say? Um, Here's why. Um, I I couldn't have been more wrong about the Sinjar. I thought it was wasn't going to have much action. Um, There is. It seems like the surface take here is that as long as Deshaun Watson is back and healthy Surface. and as, way, as long as J.J. Watt is back and healthy everything will be fine and maybe that's true. Maybe as, as long as those two guys are back and healthy uh, that will maybe make the difference but I think one thing with the Texans with Watson uh, is the sample size last year was so small uh, that to really lock him in to be that guy for 16 games and not, and not expect him to have any more growing pains, expect him now to just go up from there. I don't, I don't think that is necessarily um, something to, to be accepted as a given. He was, if you look at his numbers last year, uh, he was tremendous on short-range passes. He was transcendent as a deep passer, which probably is going to always be a great skill for his. But he was one of the worst like mid-range passers in the league. That's a big part of any quarterback's game. So he was not a fully polished guy. He also took a ton of sacks uh, and turned the ball over a lot. So he had a, a, a lot of splash plays and gave every everybody in Houston and football fans a lot of reasons to get excited that we have another young superstar quarterback. And he probably will be that. But I just think that growing pains and perhaps not a ascent to MVP candidate status is to be a given uh, heading into this season. And I think that offensive line is not going to help matters. Uh, and so I don't think I say I made the snowflake comment. I know this is kind of something we've talked about in this studio, but I think in general, maybe not as enough is being made of Watson's development. And it's still very early in the process and an offensive line that could get him killed. Coming off an ACL tear also. I think it's telling how different their offense was earlier in the year when the first game when he wasn't there and then after the injury, they were 
maybe the worst offense in the NFL when he wasn't there. And then when he was on the field, they were great. But you're right. It's a small sample size. He got lucky when it came to passes that could have been intercepted but weren't abnormally lucky on those kinds of throws. But he, I, the talent is real. To me, the offensive line is an issue. Um, the fact that they have changed their entire offense this year because he and Bill O'Brien showed a mind meld last year that was impressive to behold that Bill O'Brien's play calling combined with his skill set was incredible. You need a running game to step up. It's still Lamar Miller. You hope Will Fuller stays healthy because I think Will Fuller has a He's chance a difference to be maker. A, a real number two receiver. And then suddenly you're not so thin. I mean, this is, is usually your better, team. By the way? This they is are. usually your team. So I'm I surprised. want them to be. I think they Can, are a Kansas. team. They are a team that if things do click <laughs> – they could take out that big brother that plays up in New England, but I think that they got to worry about Jack. They got to worry about some other teams. Yeah, I think now I'm to not assume even sure that they are in that he club. He just used half their name. I think that's a. I, I was think they're actually the not region. on the. They're not on the list. Region, anyway. So I mean, it's the yeah. other thing is that when until the, the games list. start, like well, the, the the concept that this quarterback must regress is just as like a variable as he'll stay the same. Right. It's just, we don't know. I mean, we don't know. There's a lot of teams that when Aaron Rodgers went down, that team looked like absolute <laughs> garbage last yeah. season. Just made it tiptoed through the mind. So there. I just, I, for me, it's about his health, but if he is the player he was last year, the other side is, Oh, everyone's going to get film on him is he's going to continue to grow and develop. Right. So I, I just, I, he was one of the most exciting players in the entire NFL last year. The season changed when he went down and if he's the guy he was, and the way he, him and Bill O'Brien, I mean, he finally got his quarterback. They were destroying teams. And you have so a, we'll you have, have to a full see. Full off season to prepare the offense for him. That it's basically the Deshaun Watson offense. And O'Brien, who you can knock for some things. I mean, he's won a lot of games with Case Keenum and Brian Hoyer, and who else has been there in Houston that I'm forgetting about. Tom like Savage, Brandon Whedon, right? Uh, Ryan Mallett. I kind of forgot Yates? Case Keenum had a nice Yates? run. It's a laundry that was with list. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, laundry list of nobodies. Well, he was also playing against the AFC South all those years. Yeah, it's a better division now. Close it out, Greg. All right, my team is the Arizona Cardinals, and what you football neophytes don't know is there's a lot of young, <laughs> exciting talent on this roster that hasn't gotten a lot of pub uh, on defense last year. What, what another thing people don't know is defense was Bruce Arians' secret weapon throughout his time. They ranked in the top seven in Football Outsiders defensive DVOA throughout the entire Bruce Arians run. So it was more consistent than the offense, including last year they were very good. couple young guys there. Pierre Olsen was really good as a part, part-time uh, pass rusher. Buda Baker really looks like a great honey badger uh, replacement. Corey Peters has been kind of underrated over the last few years. Marcus Golden. And then when you're on the offensive side, Ricky Seals-Jones. I'm excited to watch him play at tight end. I think he could actually ha- make a pretty big impact. And everyone looks better when you have David Johnson around. So even though this isn't a sizzle team, I'm very curious just to watch them because they're, they're about as different schematically on offense and defense. Huge changes. I mean, couldn't have changed more in terms of their scheme on both sides of the ball. They're going to go from kind of balls out to very safe on offense Ooh. and maybe the reverse on defense. Uh, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see if Wilkes is, is a good head coach or not. But they're just totally different and has a lot of good Did you players. even mention Dan's boy... 
Kimdiche. I did not because he. There's a reason for that. He hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> well, they're they're hopeful. He's that still maybe fell out he that window, so. But he's there. Yeah. I'll I'll give my next uh, Kim De- Kimdiche performance when he actually shows up in the news on any tangible level. <laughs> what it, you people don't know is the number two receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Chad Williams, right, <laughs> right now. Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler. Oof. Chad Williams is in the mix. They, you know, they have. They don't have a lot of. You better uh, hope that Greg uh, Little's in their camp. What if Larry Fitz gets old? Greg Little was getting some pop the other day too. Christian Kirk, they drafted to to play some snaps. My answer to that pop that he's getting is that the Broncos head beat writer said that Paxton Lynch was the star of practice today. Mm. Who cares? It's training camp. It, that tells me all I need to know. You know who's getting a ton of buzz uh, down over in Maryland is uh, John Brown. By the way, yes, sir. Yep, I think. I think the Cardinals, to me, are going to be that team where I think the most overrated maxim in sports is you know, nothing harder than winning a game in the NFL. You know, it's like, no, it's equally. I thought it was hitting a baseball. Right. It's, there's, no, it's equally hard as every other sport. One team wins, one <laughs> team loses every single week. <laughs> and it, it's not that hard to win six games is, is going to be my larger point. And the Cardinals yeah. feel to me like no one's paying any attention, and I think they'll find a way to get to six or seven wins. I agree. I feel like the most overrated uh, maxim was the September 98 issue with Alyssa Milano. Oh, oh hey now. <laughs> Way to go, lad. <laughs> lad mag talk. All right. Good set, guys. <laughs> Mark has stopped talking. He just wants his Sinjar money. And I, I talked I nonstop during that segment. Um, okay. I won it. Yes, you did. Good job, Mark. You're the winner. Uh, you get the money in the Sinjar. Including the money that Greg took and put back in his pocket. You've already uh, won more games than um, what was that team you were for last year? What? If- <laughs> nice try, Greg. <laughs> what if you use that Sinjar money to buy us the sandwiches you owe? Bought you two sandwiches. I do owe Greg one, and I probably owe another two or three rounds, so maybe I will. <laughs> um, before we go, training camp spotlight presented by New oh, Era. Wow. Still going. Uh, we're going to do 60 seconds on the Hall of Fame game, Baltimore versus Chicago. Start the clock, Erica. Go, go, Greg. Best Hall of Fame game ever because it will have like two quarters of Lamar Jackson. That's it. What could be better? Got Wes? like 54 <laughs> seconds left. Mitchell Trubisky in, in Nagy's new office. Offense. For like one drive or some nonsense. Yeah, I don't know how much we'll see of, of any of this stuff, but I think Lamar Jackson, it, we're not, we may not see Flacco at all either, but I'd like to see a little bit of Baltimore's new wide receivers if they want to put them out a bit. But Lamar Jackson's been the most talked about guy the entire preseason. Are they right. going to put Alan Chris on this game? Yeah. Preseason's, cool. preseason's four Good rookie quarterbacks. I mean, that's, to me, the most that's fun it. thing to watch. And I think you'll get a lot You'll get a lot more entertainment because Lamar Jackson is going to be heavily involved. Best in Hall of Fame game? Was it the one where the grass, the paint on the grass congealed and they canceled it? Yeah, that was awesome. I thought that was probably the most memorable moment in Hall of Fame game history. The game that didn't even take place. Wes would agree. Good chance to watch Gus Edwards run 20 times for 47 yards in this game. <laughs> Again, the Around the NFL. Oh, that was Training Camp Spotlight presented by New Era. The Around the NFL video show presented by New Era streams Thursday at noon Eastern, NFL.com slash ATN Live. And yes, have you nominated the Around the NFL podcast for the Listener Podcast Awards yet? Oh, my goodness. Hopefully, Stop because yesterday was the last day to do oh, it. Oh, <laughs> get rid of the card. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, yes, we'll be back on Friday. It will be our remote show from Los Angeles Rams camp. Very exciting. So please tune in for that. Is that another dollar? I guess not. We're out of the seg. Okay, okay. Mark's not getting any more money from me. Uh, so, yes, make sure you tune in for that. We are off to camp. 
This is Dan Hansa signing off. For Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, the loose cannon behind the glass. Help you feel better, America. Ah! <laughs> Till Friday! Everybody gets a free hat. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.